So he's saying he's Jake Gyllenhaal, the actor. Yeah, that's a major red flag. Um, <laughs> I know. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. Can you believe that this is a show with zero technical difficulties? There's not been a single issue. <laughs> We've never had one technical difficulty in the world. So our... it's not a technical difficulty. Hey, mistakes into miracles. That's what I always <laughs> it say. Was, it was. It was just it's a also... just a foolish moment done yeah. by a fool. I'm not a fool. Would you a say fool. that? Hey, hey. Welcome to the Jake Gyllenhaal fan club. Thank you. I'm Justin Gross, uh, president. CEO, CFO, um, and uh, Viagra salesman. <laughs> and what about you? And my name is Jem Miller. I am a chronically ill manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> with, with the, can I just say the most beautiful eyes? The most beautiful eyes you have or anyone has ever seen. And I just want to say that after a couple hiccups, we are ready to go. You, and you won't yes. hear these if this is if you're listening to the uploaded version that is going on the internet. But if you are listening live, hey, you heard some hot, some hot, fun moments. We'd like to mm-hmm. have fun here. We hey, do. Hey, Jim. Ah. How are you? I'm okay. Me too. I'm I've been say... a little bit sickly, but that's okay. Oh, you've been a bit ill? Not unlike our main character in today's film. <laughs> the one played by Anne Hathaway. Uh, we're going to talk about Love and Other Drugs, by the way. We are going to talk about the um, 2011 film Love and Other Drugs. But before we do that, speaking of things Somebody's that happened in 2011. something to say. We need to... We need the to... movie came out in 2010, didn't it? No, it came out in 2011. I, think. I don't think you're right. I might be wrong. Um, but speaking of that, we do need to talk about um, the most... film. The mo- oh, it's too... Ah, man. Another day of you being a fool. Another day of me being wrong and embarrassing. I have we a need paragraph. To talk, we need to talk about Red Taylor's version because uh, it's the only thing going on in the Jake Gyllenhaaloverse as of this weekend. And I think this is an excellent reminder to everybody who's listening that just because we are, in fact, called the Jake Gyllenhaal fan club, that doesn't mean we love Jake Gyllenhaal. That actually means we have a complicated battle <laughs> battle based relationship with Jake I love Gyllenhaal. him in uh, in a complex uh-huh. parasocial yeah. way. You could say that loving him is kind of red almost. You could say it's I a lot say, like that color. And I color. do say it pretty frequently. I um, ha- I have just to interrupt you. You can say that. I, I just want to This wanna, is my show now. I just want to say I want to get it out there. Do we it. are going to talk about red for Gem has a paragraph which I am excited to hear. Um, mm-hmm. but other than that, we are not talking about red today. We're not talking about red this month. We will be talking about red in December on Taylor Swift's birthday. That's the I was yes. going to try and keep it um, play it coy, keep it a secret, but we are talking about it on Taylor Swift's birthday. I hope that's okay. Yes. It better be okay because that's what we're doing. If you want to hear um, if you want to hear me talk about more of the musical aspects of it, and my review of the re-recordings, I will be talking about that half of my show tomorrow. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, it's No Boys Allowed at 1 p.m. on W-O-M-C Tuesdays. Digital. That's, that's going to be tomorrow. Same and place you listen to this here. I post them on YouTube, though, instead of Spotify because yeah. I don't feel, feel like paying. That's fair. And I'm, the, I'm boo-boo the fool for paying. <laughs> anyway, you want to read your paragraph about Red? So, stop me when you have something to, to say. I Okay. So the first thing I want to say is, okay, first of all, no Swifty is as, is as bad as a Barb. I don't want to hear anybody make a comparison oh, oh, from Swifties to Barbs. 100% yes. Has I that, don't want to hear is that. Is that something you've seen? Yes. Where? I've seen it in on on the Twitter. Okay. People on the Twitter. In I saw what, it in, in, in Hassan Piker's uh, in reference uh, to what? Twitch stream. Uh, just talking about how Swifties are, are crazy. That's stupid. Okay. So there's I, I said there are just a lot of Swifties. Yeah, that's it. They're, they have a, there's they're a very big fan base, uh-huh. but they're not a very consistent fan base. It is hard to put them in a box. Yeah. Uh, no one for real hates Jake. Mostly, it's a meme now. Of course, some people do, but if anything, people are mad at the age gap. I do not personally care about the age gap mm. like that. 
People also go after her for dating 18-year-olds when she was 20 and 22, but there are, like, Romeo and Juliet laws. I don't know. I do not care about this discourse. I have nothing to say. I can agree with it that. It is all subjective about where the age line is. Also, Jake, this is the most important thing. I'm listening. That I want to... S- I want to say, sorry, you can hear my chair squeaking. That's okay. I need Jake Gyllenhaal. I need you to listen to Jake me. Jake Gyllenhaal, if you're out there, and I know you are. Because I, I need you to hear me. Uh-huh. Because you don't, you're running out of time. <laughs> no, oh, no. But you are running out of time for an opportunity to make a smart PR move. Yes. Listen, I am not smart. I am not paid to do PR. But I am a consumer, and I like to consume lots of things and media. Absolutely. Jake, if you're listening, please do what Joe Jonas did slash Sophie Turner and be a part of the joke. I do not care if you are not on good terms with her. If you send her flowers or something, she will put it on her Instagram and boom, good press. Yeah, that's and like, don't be cold and stupid. Say something nice to her. She isn't stupid because it also gives her good press, too. So go say something nice and or funny to her. And also, uh, oh, no, I, that's the rest of my paragraph. No, that Jake, Jake, I need you to know that, that, listen, everybody knows that it's you at this point. There's no there's no point in pretending that it wasn't. Everybody knows that it, you and all too well is about you and Taylor. Everybody knows. So just send her flowers because Taylor Swift, no matter how what happened, will post those flowers on her Instagram story. That's right. That's right. Because Kanye West, um, this is kind of like a lesser known thing. Mm-hmm. Kanye West a while ago uh, asked uh, before their big beef, asked Taylor Swift to introduce the award he was winning. Oh yeah, that's right. And was really nice about it mm-hmm. and was like, "Hey, I I care about you so much. I really appreciate your work. It'd be an honor if you could present this award." Mm. So he she said something really nice about him. <laughs> he presented it and then on stage he was like, "Wow, the VMAs just got Taylor Swift for clout to say this, you know." Did he actually do that? Yes, I don't remember. On that. stage, something wow. like that, or said that, and then uh, she was really hurt. And especially in the moment, she was had her arm around like Kim, so it was really, really awkward. Oh, God. So she was really upset, and he wanted to talk lo- to her after, uh, probably to apologize for doing that or whatever. What a loser! And yeah, he's just famously two faced. Um, obviously, even that's with Soldier Boy, a, that's because he's a Gemini. Is he a Gemini? <laughs> I think he might be. Actually, hang on. I don't want to. I don't want to make unverifiable um, claims on the. But air. moral of the story is the day after ta- uh, Taylor Swift received a giant like orb box of flowers and roses from Kanye. Um, even though he was super nasty to her and really hurtful, uh-huh. and so, but she still put it on her Instagram story. She still posted that online because yep. Taylor Swift, uh, she likes to have fun and be petty, but she does not have the energy to hold a crush. No. She just, doesn't have the energy. I will say, I think it's it's a little bit harder for him to rebound from this, to turn this into a good press moment based off of just that one line from All Too Well. Just the one. The age thing? Just the one. Yeah, but, but also, also respectfully, maybe you should you should be ready for that when you're yeah, a 40-year-old dating a 25-year-old. You, you, you should be ready for that. that. You should, you, should, you, should you can't, you can't, that's not an unreasonable yeah. request. Um, but think, anyway, Jake, just just please be smart. You've got a golden sm- opportunity here, buddy, especially as someone who wants to leverage the guilty into award season. Let's not pretend that yes. you don't. Come on. Exactly. I think, no, you're you're missing out on an opportunity and you should pick it up and it's not too late. You've got another like two. You've got until December, I think, to do it. Mm-hmm. So another message you for know, the people. Bro. You know what he could do? What could he do? Say something on her birthday. He could say something on her birthday. There's so, Jake, her Jake, it's not too late. It's not too late, buddy. It's not too late. You're running out of time if you want to capitalize off of the the huge, huge moment yeah. that this re-release I mean, was. Yeah. So say something sooner than later. But again, you have time even to her birthday. Say, hey, I forgot your 21st, but not your 32nd. So whatever. You have opportunity here. Play yep. along. Let's do it. Play along. Um. Anyway, 
Um, friendly reminder to those who are not Swifties to not be misogynistic to Taylor because many artists write about their life and many celebrities have a whole bunch of famous relationships and maybe consider why we give extra crap to Taylor for that rut row maybe because it's misogyny. And this is especially for um, those of you who might, or, who might be stumbling across this after the fact, after it's aired live and yes. you liked and you were only here for Jake Gyllenhaal. You better walk walk out this door to the studio right now if you if you are leveraging those kinds of comments at Taylor Swift. Yes. You, you don't. Uh-uh. No. Like, no. Because Sorry, no. I thought, I, it really is funny because I thought that we were over this, like, Taylor Swift it, only sings about boy when, you know. You'll so, never be over it. So, and it's very frustrating to see how people do not realize the blatant misogyny in that, expect, especially because so many, you know, so many men have really high profile yep. relationships. We don't use about that. <laughs> Who said equally as many and equally as high profile. So, so just a little bit BS. So. In that's what I have to say. That's what we have to say about Red for now. For now. Believe me, we're going to go in deep in the paint on Red. And if you so please, you, you could, if you want to, tune in tomorrow to me talk about music. Or hear it on YouTube later. Or hear it on YouTube later. Don't worry, it's coming at you. Anyway, so now that we've gotten our little talk about Red out of the way. Yes. This week, in the movie-verse, where we actually do like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. We were talking about 2000, is it 2010? It is 2010, It is 2010. Right? 2010's Love and Other Drugs, a famous rom-com starring Jake, Anne Hathaway. Um, Josh hey, Gad. Josh Gad. Josh Gad's butt. I, I don't know. I don't remember his butt. You see, you, you see his butt. You see a lot of butt in oh, this movie. I, yeah, you do. I was paying attention. Oh, I guess I did see Josh. I'm gonna start out with a stupid question. Okay. Do we um do we reach uh I know the answer though. Okay. Do we reach uh nudity uh on on screen nudity gender parody in this movie? What do you mean? Like, do are are men as naked as women in this movie? No. Of course not. No. It bums me out. I gotta say, it I mean, there's me out. a lot of there's a lot there's lots of male breast as well. There is a lot of male breast, but that's like, Jake obviously it's not has, stigmatized uh, in the same way. Yeah, it's obviously not stigmatized yeah. in the same way. And there's like a, a little bit of bulge, but like there is a lot of bulge action going not on. Not that much, not as much as there could be. I mean, not in have, comparison. I mean, we have the one scene Anne, where again, yeah, in comparison, Anne, bare breasts. Yeah, in the scene where Anne drops drops her coat and she's nude, she's nude, nude, nude. nude. Uh, yeah, Jake is a little, a little bulging out a little bit, but you know, a little bit, and then. We don't really, you know, for a movie about Viagra, we don't really see a, a lot of no! bonered up Jake Gyllenhaal, do no! we? No, there's one brief moment, but you don't, you know, you don't really see it. You know, yeah, but they yeah. isn't. It's kind of sad how yeah. um, if you see a lady fully naked, it's mm-hmm. more. But if you see man fully naked, then it's NC seventeen. <sighs> so nightmare. I want to be full disclosure about this movie. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. Me too. I watched it about one and a half times because I did try to refresh my memory of it this morning. Okay. Um, full disclosure, I have like not a whole lot of like thoughts about it. Quite honestly, I have more thoughts. I've thought. I think you have thought more thoughts than I do. So I think the arrangement we decided on is that I'm going to try and do a, a brief drive-by plot summary, and as I do the plot summary, Gem is going to read off some notes that they have. I have on the film. a if, lot of notes, and that will hopefully inspire me to also comment because otherwise, I don't have a lot of comments. Okay. So, uh, so lights Jake, up. Lights up on Jake Gyllenhaal. He's selling um, high-end stereophonic equipment and other tech stuff. Um, He's good my at his commentary job. for mm. this, I'll start you off, okay. is nobody has ever had... He loves his job, by the way. He loves he selling lo- these things. He loves people. He likes to pitch things to people. He likes to interact with people, um, especially when they are women. Yes. They don't even have to be young. They can just be women. Yes. And I said, nobody has ever had this much fun at a radio sh- shack. And I said, not even while doing <laughs> sex there, which later uh, happens. Yeah, so I can agree with that. I don't really see a world in which, like, 
people are dancing around and jamming at the radio no, shack. Nobody has ever I had that much also, fun at the radio shack. I also unfortunately don't see a, uh, foresee a world wherein uh, that behavior at the radio shack is charming. Personally, no, like no. if someone, if someone, um, if someone were trying to sell me a boombox personally in the '90s, and they were like holding it on their shoulder and blasting it, it's like, hey gang, look at how good this thing can play Third Eye Blind. It's like I don't <laughs> think I, I would just uh, hand me my Walkman. I'd like to leave. Yes, now. I would like to. I would exit the store and I would never look back. Yeah, I was like, I can't play this fair yep. on this. Get me out of here. This is not. I, this is not what I want. This is not what I want. So yeah. So Jake Gyllenhaal. But Jake Gyllenhaal. It is what Jake Gyllenhaal wants. Yes. He's very good at his job. Yes. What he's not good at is not having sex with people who he works with. Yeah. Um. And that is. Then uh, doing so gets him fired because he has sex with I think his manager's girlfriend or wife. Yes. Yeah. So he gets fired. He goes to family dinner after having been fired, and all his family they all work in medical in medicine in the medicine industry, and he's like the like the hot flop. Jake's a hot hot flop. So yeah, his sister, who we never see again after this first scene, uh, she works. She's a doctor or a surgeon mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Uh, and her and his brother, his younger brother. Oh, do brother, I have commentary? I haven't been. Oh, I love my commentary. List. His um, I his younger I, brother. Uh, I have a few things. Okay, first cool. thing I said, uh, how did Taylor allegedly believe that he was a virgin? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Especially don't after know. this movie. I do not know. Jake has so much sex in it. I don't know how anybody yeah. could look at this 30-year-old man and go, that's a virgin. I don't I <laughs> That's don't a know. virgin, baby. Maybe, maybe that's was a virgin. Um, about the family, none of those people are related. <laughs> they do not Can we look talk related about this? at yes, all. Absolutely. Can we please talk about this? Yes. So how is it How is it that the same genes that produce a Jake Gyllenhaal are meant to produce a Josh Gad? Like, that doesn't they make... are very different looking people. Like, yeah, they're not all... even like body type. It's just like they do not they don't look, look as, the same. They don't look similar like at all. No, I, so they I made just... no effort to make them also, look the same. Also, isn't Josh Gad older than Jake Gyllenhaal? No, I think I may be making that up. I do not know. Let's I find do not out. have the answers. Okay, I did make that up. Uh, he is younger by a year, a okay. single year. Okay. But like Big Brother. Yeah, none of Big Brother. Like none of these people look related. I'm sorry. Um, I said yeah, none of those people are related. No. Um, Not what's really second. fascinating is that this has the weirdest sponsorships I've ever seen in this movie besides maybe Dunkachino and Jack and Jill. Like what? I'm sure Pfizer sponsors. Oh, this yeah, movie. so let's talk about that. So obviously Jake is like a big flop. He got fired from his job and his brother's like, Well, I work in pharmaceutical sales and I can get you um hired at Pfizer. Cut to the like five minute sequence of Jake having Pfizer training. Yes. Training for sales at Pfizer. Mm-hmm. Big branding for Pfizer. I do think that this movie is like a really messed up ad for <laughs> Is it Zoloft? Yeah. This is a huge and I, I like I was like skimming review gross. titles of this movie and like that's all anybody has to say about it. Like if it's if if the, what they have to say is explicitly negative, is like, why is this just one big ad for Zoloft? Yeah. That was it was really it was so weird. It was very strange. It was super weird. Very strange, very um, icky. It made me feel bad. Yeah. Especially at the beginning. And I think I think uh one thing I wrote is that this movie is somehow still commentary about how awful the pharmaceutical industry is. At least I hope it's trying to be I commentary. I highly doubt it. Because it did, it does kind of highlight how schemey he it is does. and how schemey everything is. It pretty does, well. but it doesn't really have anything to say about no. it other than that. Like, isn't this gross? Yeah, it, I don't even. I wouldn't even say it's like it's gross though. It's almost like a, a Wolf of Wall Street type beat where it's like if you wanted, if you were trying to say that this is like a gross thing that'll suck the life out of you and turn you into a bad person, mm-hmm. that's not really what you what you ended no. up saying through the no. visual language of film. No. Um, so yeah. Visual... Oh, I forgot to add something. Please add it. So in the scene where Jake gets caught doing sex with somebody oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. radio shack, oh my god, he runs into a different woman. Uh-huh. 
and who he begins flirting with and trying to get her number who I was immediately. Personally convinced was Anna Faris in a blonde in a brown wig. I was not paying attention. That's fair. It wasn't. No, it's not Anna Faris. Oh, I just guess thought I, I was that's like, why is that Anna Faris, and then it wasn't. Um, this is what I said. I said, uh, her name is Amber. Yes, they say that out loud. It's so that's why Anna. I remember that. That's a little bit close to Anna. I would say. It's still not Anna Faris. Even <laughs> a boy can dream. <laughs> oh, I can dream. Um, and. She, as he runs away from the manager who's mad at him for having sex with his wife girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, Amber screams his number at her, at him. I thought it was her number at him. Oh, yeah. Her yeah. number at him. And um, as he's leaving and running away. Yeah. And yet he ca- gets her number and calls her. Like, how did he get did her he, number? Did, she, did he call her? Or she called him. How did... Someone called him. I guess she had his card. Yeah, because, yeah, he had a... Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Mystery solved. Mystery solved, folks. Yeah, so anyway, he gets the Pfizer job. Um, He sleeps with the person who trains him. That's another thing. Oh, yeah. Because Jake, I need to talk. Can we talk about it? Yes. Jake Gyllenhaal is a slut in this movie. Yeah. I don't know if I could say slut on air, but I'm saying slut anyway. Jake Gyllenhaal is a slut. Yeah. He's such, he's such a... Such, I don't... Su- yeah. I just, I, I, I don't there know are no words. Every, every wrote, white um, woman... Not This is every white woman in yes. this movie. Well, I, 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 made the, I made a point of that as well. Um, here's three things I have to say about that that all have to do with what you just said. Uh First note, Jake is a freak in this movie, but to me, this is the hottest Jake yet that we've talked about. Totally. And this movie has convinced me, uh, has pretty much swayed me to be way more attracted to him than I was before. Absolutely. Also, the last two movies we saw, I was, I hated him because he was a cop and then he was like a child in the one before. Yeah, at least, or he was playing a child. Playing a child. Um, I said Jake in 2021 is a TikTok pickup artist giving bad advice to 13-year-olds. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely he is. Like, Well, okay. I don't think that this character would necessarily be the type of person to, like, take agency in that sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be, like, out... I don't think he's driven enough to be out there being, like, I'm running my, my pickup artist hustle. But I think... But I, he definitely would... He definitely has... If asked, he would. Yes. If he, if he was prominent, like, oh, how do I... How do I sleep with as many girls as you do, Jake Gyllenhaal? He's like, let me tell you, you gotta... There's this one particularly schemey thing that he says, Mm -hmm. where he says, always call a girl by the wrong name. So there's this blonde lady, and he goes, hi, Lisa. Her name is not Lisa. He does not know her. Mm -hmm. And he's like, because then she'll finally come up to you, and she'll say, my name's not Lisa. And for the the rest of the movie, she is so down. She, she She was not initially. Not initially, but like... For the re- like, he got that Viagra. Her arc, yeah, her arc for the rest of the movie is like, I kind of want to sleep with him. Yeah, and it's really. I want to talk about one character in particular. Should we wait until we get there? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So he starts working in medical sales. Right? Oh, I have, I have uh, one more thing to say. Hit me up. You said this, but it's really, really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake only his only works his charm on white women. White women yes. are the only people who fall for it. Yes. It's also specifically blonde women. Which is what makes Anne Hathaway different. Whoa, she's a <laughs> that brunette, makes her baby. so different. Baby, she's a brunette. Uh, so wrote, I, Eug. 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 Yeah, no. That's what I wrote. Especially because uh, in this movie, the only non-white women who are presented to him, with the exception of that one lady at the uh, towards the end, where the where they're trying to do the threesome, yes, um, uh, are uh, are uh, like older uh, and yes. quote Old. uh, heavy air quotes uglier, not uglier, but like you know they're not like model hot. You know what I mean. Uh, I was the, the, the only way. one I'm thinking of is like the older black woman at the desk. Yeah, well, I was that, that's, that's of. really it. Yeah, that's like that's all we have. The only person that doesn't. It's a really white movie. It is so Super white. white for a movie that's set on the outskirts of Chicago. No, this is in Pittsburgh. No, 
about Chicago? They the, want to go to Chicago. They are the, not in Chicago. Where is the Ohio River Valley? I don't. I don't know. I think. But it. Right. I looked. I looked at the. I looked at the uh, thing that came up on Amazon Prime while I was watching it, and it said that it was in Pittsburgh. They yeah. would never. They would never lie to me. <laughs> they would never, never lie to me. me. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. Maybe um. Yeah. You can also tell because I think the scene. There's a later. Uh. Jake is chase in his car chasing Anne Hathaway on a bus. I guess that would make sense. That you, you can. Really, I can tell that that's in Pennsylvania, or at least really, trying to look like really it's in Pennsylvania. Bus into into um Canada from Chicago. Can you? It's. You I can't really do that. I guess it would be a little bit of a task. You can't really do that, can you? You just drive straight through the you lake. Drive through the lake. It just wouldn't be exactly. Easy. It just would be easy. It's just a little. It's just it's a little a, you difficult. just you put you put uh you put a little uh yeah. you just put a little floaties yeah. on the bus. Yeah. It'll go through it's right far, just fine. The bus can go for because little arm guards on. This is the oh, this is terrible. <laughs> so Jake, so Jake's working in sales. Uh, he's mm-hmm. trying to uh, schmooze up on. Uh, is it Hank area? Yes, Hank as, as a as a young, as a uh, doctor who's just beleaguered and trying to work in sales. Along the way, he sleeps with, and this is what I was getting to. Mm. He sleeps with Judy Greer, justice for Judy Greer. Who's Judy Greer? The cute, the little cute receptionist lady. What else is she in? Uh, she's in a lot of things. She's like, she's kind of like an Alice and Janney, where she's like in a lot, but you don't really notice. I notice Alice and Janney. Well, now you do, but like, Let me I see mean, Judy Greer. Oh, Judy Greer. Judy Greer's in, in a lot of stuff. She's Judy been in... Greer's in that thing, yeah, right? Yeah. What was she she's in? The thing. Movies and oh, she was in Judy Greer. Like when I looked it up, Judy Greer had like eighty four credits to she? her name, and she's like fifty. She's, that's true. She is. She's truly in everything. She is in everything, and I really like that. And I, I think she's. I forgot about her. I didn't know that was her until you said that. And she's I super. She's super her. fun in this movie. I think. What did I see? Her As in? a character who otherwise like doesn't show up a whole lot, she like makes a lot of like a lot of use of like the time that she does get. Oh, she's in the new Halloween movies. That doesn't surprise me. Um, that's probably what I was thinking yeah. of. But she's great. She's great in this, and I think that her character cool. deserved better because she's very cute. Yeah. Yeah. She was done dirty. She was done so so dirty. So she so Jake is sleeping with people to try and get his um his Pfizer um samples on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, instead of uh, the guy from Suits's uh Prozac samples, and that was okay. the guy from Suits. Uh, okay. Yeah. He was also wearing a suit in this movie. A lot of people. There were a that lot was probably an Easter egg. <laughs> just, just like Taylor Swift wants us to think. Does, t- you know, Easter eggs, just like Taylor, Taylor Swift invented. Yep. Um, There's also a bit I wanted yeah. to discuss briefly how um, Jake Gyllenhaal takes the Prozac and takes the samples and throws them away. And there is a bit where a, a homeless man by the dumpster gradually keeps taking all of those samples. And then he comes out and says to Jake, hey, you got any more of those samples? He's like wearing a tie and he's like, like well-kempt. And he's like, I've got a job interview. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's kind of quirky what moment. What does Prozac do? Yeah. Isn't that a depression drug? It gives no. you depression. <laughs> <laughs> it no, gives it gives him depression. depression. No, which is what not, he it... needed. It balanced him out. <laughs> he was having like, them... yeah, he was having like major like episodes and having more depression, like uh-huh. evil level okay. amount. Really. That's how mental illness works. It is. You have to ca- like counterbalance uh, things. But I guess thing. the only thing keeping the only thing that makes p- people homeless is depression. It's the oh, only yeah. thing. Oh yeah. So this... if you just throw Prozac at the homeless, well, go t- get a job. I could have told you that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, there's a lot of shenanigans like that, and then one day while he's on the job, uh, he's trying to get in good with uh, Hank Azaria. Uh, Hank Azaria has to take a patient, and he just kind of shadows him, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that patient is Anne Hathaway. It's Anne Hathaway. It's Anne Hathaway. Everybody. Anne Hathaway has early onset per- Parkinson's. She needs a uh, prescription for early onset Parkinson's. Uh, and uh, the Hank Azaria kind of absentmindedly is like, oh, something, 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 and then he says Prozac, and Jake Gyllenhaal's like, well, what if we gave you Zoloft? And Anne Hathaway's like, hmm, that's weird. Anyway, here's my boob. 
Yeah, she's like, Doctor, I also have a little splotch on my boobie. And then he's like, okay, let me see your boob. And then she whip, whips her little breast out. Yep. And, you know, she's got a little, she's got a, a little, little splotch, splotch like she said. on it. Yeah. My, my, uh, my commentary for this moment was some makeup artist had to put a red mark on Anne's boob. <laughs> That's just what I no, wrote. No, Anne is really, Anne is like that kind of method where it's not annoying. She actually did go out and get a spider bite on she that She did get a spider bite. Or, oh, yeah. he just said it was just a spider bite. Um, the first thing, she is, by the way, fun fact about, there's two character traits that Anne Hathaway has in this movie. Mm-hmm. She is quirky, oh, yet yeah. annoying, incredibly annoying. Annoying. And has Parkinson's. Yeah, those, those, are her her pers- those are her three, those are I guess. Things. So right off, oh yeah. this quirky girl has Parkinson's. That an- that's a note that I wrote. Yeah, that's true. So right off the bat, the thing that I like about Anne Hathaway's character in this movie is that you can tell that she was written by men, three men. Yes. And not one woman. No. Because no. oh my god, um, she is exactly the kind of insufferable that men would write that a room full of men would write and then go this yeah. is a cool character what a cool lady what a cool lady what a this cool is, lady this is like a strong wrote. this is a strong independent woman we're providing we're like providing role of we role know for on nothing right now. about her personally not really no. nothing we don't even know what she does we know that she, she just cuts out pictures all day she's an artist but we don't see she her listens, art well no we do know what she does she works at a cafe oh she works at a cafe yeah, with her with her black gay co-worker who has no lines who has not one single line his name is Richard he has not one line yeah but she's like, oh, she also gets on a bus and goes on a bus with old people to Canada to get Parkinson's medication. That's true too. So, so she's kind. She's kind because she she sits so on a bus with old people. Let's, let's like list off what we know about Anne Hathaway in this movie. She has Parkinson's. Has Parkinson's. She's has a mom a little, who might a, be hot. Yes. Yes. This is a line. She's quirky and a little quirky, annoying. Annoying. Has the most bizarre apartment I've ever seen yes. in my life. It has great boobs. Rockin' boobs. Oh, rockin' breasts, rockin boobs. may I say. Rockin'. <laughs> <laughs> and may I just rockin'. say, Anne, your good breasts are looking terrific today. Good for her. I am good for her. You yeah. go, girl. No notes. No notes, Anne. No notes. <laughs> um, yeah. And, though, and so basically, like, the, I don't want to, like, drive by it. Like, basically the rest of the movie is, like, these two people not being together. <laughs> because... Oh, or, because we'll, go, we'll get into ha- because, this later. Because yeah, they're trying to, they're trying to. Jake's trying to bone, obviously, mm-hmm. because Jake, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal is a horn dog in this movie. Yes, and Anne's like, we can only bone, but you can't like date me because I'm, I'm ill, broken, I'm broken, I'm oh, broken. I'm oh my god! Well, well, the, oh my god! The theme of this movie. Uh-huh. Don't it's say it. very similar to a the theme of another movie that we talked about last week. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm, do you know what that is? I think I might know what it is. I think I think the theme of this is that broken, broken people, people save, save broken, broken people. people. Oh my god! Oh my god! I hate it! I, I hate it! it. I so hate bad. it! I hate the guilty so much. Um, oh god. And yet, and yet, it overlaps into every aspect of of our lives, and yet. Um, we so, do know another thing about Anne Hathaway's character, and it's that oh, she likes Liz Fair. She likes Liz Fair. Uh-huh. She commits assault immediately. Oh yes! I need to talk about this moment. Girl boss moment. Well, I need. I need. I have. Please. To, I have to talk. This is so important to me. Yes. Okay. So I. I. So. So Jake and Hank Azaria are in the room with Anne Hathaway. She pulls at her breast to look at the spider bite. Mm-hmm. Um. He just says. He, he just says to pull it out. Yep. You know, it's fine. And then he looks at her boob. You know, because he. he he's, he's a doctor. A, he's a, a professional. Dog. Yeah. Um, and Jake is pretending to be an intern, even though he's not, and yep. he looks at her boob. Which is, like, I think, a, like a major crime. I, it probably it's is. It's at least two crimes There's of a impersonating of a doctor and then, like, Jake, some kind of sexual Jake, assault Oh, Jake harassment. commits a lot of crimes Oh, in this yeah. Movie. Oh, yeah. Um, so there is a mo- moment. W- uh, he, she leaves, and she hits him, 
like just beats on him. She yeah. just beats on beats him. Beats him up. And um, and she's like, I knew you weren't uh, interred. Beats on him. And uh, I gotta be honest, like, yes, what he did was wrong. Yeah, terrible. But let's pretend that he was like an actual actual nurse or something. She just committed let's assault just, on a nurse. Let's pretend he was legitimately yeah, a nurse. Yeah. On the off. How off about chance. you just if you're uncomfortable? How about you just tell him to leave? Yeah. How about you, you tell are him allowed to, leave? to? That is legally like something that you can do as a patient. She just kind of lucked out that she yeah. was right. Yeah. Um. So that was a little bit interesting. And then interesting. that does not be. Oh, she also takes a random picture of him without asking. Yeah. And yet for some reason she's still into him. I gotta be honest with you. Yeah. Jake's character is very bad. He, you know, you know, he's an anti-hero. He's he's a big old freak. He's an anti-hero. Yeah. He he's just a big he's old like, freak. He's like he's like a schlubby loser guy who just happens to be played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, and which he's I, really I think hot. realistically like is kind of I could believe that yes. this 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 yes, like creepy, this man exists. creepy loser guy is also really hot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I believe it. And I, I believe that Jake Gyllenhaal might even be the, that guy. He could be. Could he could be. very well be that guy he in real life. Um, but what's fascinating is about this movie is that. Anne Hathaway's character is far worse to me. Far, far more. Remo- At least in the hat for the the first half of this movie, because she's so far removed from like reality and being. She like is a, a complete like a freak. Yes, she is not written like any no. human. Um, and the only thing that makes this character work is that it's Anne Hathaway. Yes, for, Anne Hathaway is have, fantastic. Yes, for her to have been played by any, I would, I don't, I. Any other actor to me, Any I other don't actor, think it would have worked. That's fair. I think it would. Anybody who's as good as Anne Hathaway, because Anne Hathaway is just she understands like you she know, understands, she understands, the, understands assignment. the assignment every the, time. The thing is, like, she's really she's just so good at like I think in this role specifically, kind of finding these like little nuances of this character that yes, otherwise that, that would be don't either, exist that do not exist. She's really good at inventing them. Yes, although that would otherwise just like I think in any other actor's hands feel kind of cliche almost. Yes. So I really am. Appreciative she makes this of person that. a little bit more real because yes. I feel like. I don't know if this is like a weird trope, but Anne Hathaway's character is somebody who has chronic illness on Tumblr. Does uh-huh. that make sense? Anne Hathaway is the kind of person where she says, like, this is not something, this is this is not uh, my defining trait. And she doesn't mean it. She does not mean it, though, in this movie. Anne Hathaway doesn't mean it. Like, there's no, there is no, like, she says, this is not my, def- my Parkinson's is not my defining trait. And then it, like, very much is. Oh, got it. The one got thing it. she's got going yes. on. got it. Um, and that is in part, the fault of the writing, obviously, because yes. Anne Hathaway is a fictional the character. Writing. And then, like, outside of that, Anne Hathaway does not have much going on outside of her Parkinson's. No. Which is fair, because Parkinson's is a it's debilitating a huge, degenerative yeah, disease. A, a really especially when you are, bummer. I think, what, 26? She's supposed to be 26. She's 26. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of allowed to not have that much going on yes. outside of that. Yes. But to say, I don't know. Just because you have, like, chronic illness doesn't mean that you can't be a person with a personality. Yeah, no. So that's the biggest crime of this movie. Um, and it's re- it's a real bummer. So pretty much uh, the plot of this movie, which we haven't really gotten into, uh, here's some other things that are important, just so we move along a little bit. Yeah. Is Josh Gad is a is, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's loser brother. Even more of a loser, but he's also somehow more successful. Yeah, he's also a little bit nicer, I feel like. Yeah. He's a little bit nicer. Yes. And uh, he's still a freak, though. Oh, yeah. Huge freak. Major freak. So he gets broken up with by his girlfriend who was all in the family dinner scene for one scene. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, that was the, that was her. And then she, yeah, mm. he has to move out. So he goes to meet Jake. Mm-hmm. He and... stays with Jake for like a few months, I guess. Yeah. The t- sorry about time, the chair. Time in this movie is not very clear. No. 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 Um, and uh, it, I, I gotta be honest. I think uh, I think Josh Gad is, is pretty good. Yeah, I normally find him annoying. 
But I don't normally think of him. I don't usually. He's don't not usually on the noggin. I don't know what it is. I think just in the movies I, I watch, it's like, oh god, it's Josh Gad. I don't he, have any problem with Josh Gad. It's not. He's like a. He's the, he's kind of he's often given like James Cordeny characters. Oh, you know. Yeah. So I, and I think, but I think he's better than if he was James Corden. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he's that's like true. The, he's like given similar roles and treated similarly like poorly by yeah. writers and. Um, but generally, he's he's a much better actor. He's a funnier, and he's not James Corden. He's not James Corden. <laughs> so, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful when men aren't James Corden. I, yeah. Um, that being said, I did hate his character. I did hate his character. I hated his character a great deal. Um, I thought, yeah. So creepy, so icky, and like in a way that I don't think is always like very fun to watch. No, God, no. God, there's a scene where he's um. We we'll get to this. We'll I get think, to it. I think we so, gotta keep going. So yeah, so Jake and Jake and they start boning. They start boning on the rag. And the first place they bone is on a desk that is filled with items. Oh yeah. Filled with items what on is it. That? Why is that a thing in movies? You can't stop and and move your things. Why is that such a th- no? Because they're so oh, horned. So they are so horned up. up for each other. They gotta so just go for it right up. there. Gotta right go then. for it right there right now on your messy desk filled with things. But what's like crafting materials like yeah, scissors? Yeah, you could hurt yourself. You could hurt yourself and be cautious. What so a, yeah, they, that begins a series of like sexual twists, wherein they get to they get to like. They get to know each other better. Yeah, and um, one one notable thing about Anne that happens in the first maybe like third of this movie is Anne. Another thing about Anne Hathaway is that she knows what Jake Gyllenhaal is doing. Yeah, she knows everything about him, yeah. everything about men, without even having to know. And she will tell Jake Gyllenhaal, "Oh, I know you just want to do sex, and then you're just like she'll she, she's just saying, and then she'll just, everything she thinks he's gonna do. Yeah, and then she'll just like be down for it anyway, which is again like fair. But I I think that this is again a product of this movie being written by men. Yes. Where it's like, hmm. The character is bad which and I hate it, it though. I'm self-aware, which makes it better that, so I'm, cool. that I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, yeah, none of this is the fault of Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway no, does not nothing but a, gives nothing but a good performance yeah, in this movie. That is, that is is one of the, just filled with horribly written characters. Yes. And does not respect Particularly her. She's just the worst character in this movie. I need to ping pong to another element of this movie. Yes. Um, Far ahead. Mm-hmm. So... I did not know this about this about the real world that this movie is based on, which is real life. Uh-huh. Viagra was invented in ninety six. I didn't know that either. I, didn't know that. I thought it was a lot older. I thought that we would have we would have figured I out. I definitely heard that it was recent. I remember at, at some point. I sh- I'm sure I heard. Right, but I I um, would I just assumed that we would have figured out the problem of erectile dysfunction like years in advance because you know obviously. Yeah. Um, but I guess 96, not. Here's my both made my, by accident. That's true. Here's my problem though. Mm-hmm. Why? Is this a drug that uh, we are on screen, see- like, shown primarily women wanting? I don't know. What is going? I don't know. What, do, what do people, what do I men think know. is going on with Viagra? I do, I do not know. Like, I don't understand. I mean, like, sure. I mean, just in case, if your man, you know, your, like ma- if, your man's got If your man can't get problem. it up, that's one thing. Like, but if he's bad in bed, he's bad in bed. Yeah. No amount of Viagra is going to fix that, yeah. right? So yeah. Can, I, just, I don't get it. I think part of it is like... Oh, by the way, here's a, a moment of good script writing. Good Before we find out that Viagra is invented, Jake Gyllenhaal has an ED, ED moment. can't get it up! How un... Yeah, and what a... See, and then later we Jake learn that Viagra gets invented. See, this script is good. It's so good, actually. It's so good, actually. Yeah, but one thing There's we setups do, and payoffs. One thing we do absolutely need to keep note of, though, um, uh, besides the fact that he can't get off, he is 
huge down there. Oh, apparently. yeah. According, according to, to his Josh brother. Gad. According to his brother. Yeah, he is it's gross. We're not there yet. Down though. There. We are not there we yet. We gotta be there because uh, this is this is something I've announced secretly. Um, but listener, if you don't know, oh, this. that's what I a note of mine is the biggest crime is erectile dysfunction. Yeah, literally, in this movie. literally. <laughs> um, listener, if you don't know this, I'm gonna have to register for classes on air because my block opens up at exactly 3:45. So I will. I can, to, I can. I've got stuff to get. I can finish talking about this movie if you want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Again, I'm gonna participate. I just. I. I have to get these classes in. That's fine. Anyway. That's okay. So yeah, we've got several sexual twists between Anne Hathaway and and Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, during which we kind of learn that Anne Hathaway is trying to keep him at arm's length because she doesn't want him to get like emotionally invested because she got that Parkinson's. Also, she she dated the. There's a guy who's a little bit of a villain. She dated the guy from Suits. The guy from Suits yeah. who we discussed who earlier, punches, who's a villain, yeah, who punches Jake in the stomach when yeah, he learns that him. they've been they've been sleeping. Uh, he's been yes. sleeping with her, and, and of course he, he's an ex marine. And then he falls off the movie. Like he is yeah, not in the movie. Like after the first, he's third. gone. He's not in it after a while. Um, there is, and uh, gradually after this moment, you know, after a few sexes with um, Anne Hathaway, uh-huh. um, Jake Gyllenhaal starts to fall in love with her. He wants to pursue a relationship with her. Yep, and then the line. Uh, Josh Gad says to uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is, and I quote, you hate women. Why else would you screw so many of them? That is a real line from this movie. That is a real that line from this movie. That is a real line from this it's movie. A, it's, I don't want to call it self-aware because I wouldn't call it that. No. Not on the part of Jake Gyllenhaal or Josh Gad. No. But like, wow. wow. <laughs> I just, I don't know what to say about it what? other than that like, yes. oh God. Yeah. Is Yeah. Yeah. Is that like is that what you think I don't have these people like not been around like other dudes who have sex? I guess not. I don't I guess not. I don't think cuz I don't think any guy would say that like even in a like oh I'm self-aware moment yeah, like Yeah, it's it's not good no, to me. No, it's really bad. Um if it's a bad little I want to I want to go back to this cuz I'm thinking about there's a scene where Jake Gyllenhaal goes to the bathroom in Anne Hathaway's house and it's not a bathroom, it's just a curtain. With a toilet and a sink. That's how you I know just that, need to point that out. That's how you know that she's living like a like a scrappy young artist lifestyle. Even though the, the apartment is huge. It's huge, but it's like gross. Yeah, she's got she's got a cur- just there's no bathroom, just a curtain. Just a curtain and, and the a, tub and the tub and a out. pee bucket and the tub <laughs> and a pee bucket. <laughs> Not even a bucket, just a hole. <laughs> she's got a hole in the ground. It's like it says pee here. A little sign that says pee here. Pee here. And then Jake's like, "What do I have to do if I have to poop?" And Anne's like, "I don't poop. I'm a woman." <laughs> That does not happen. Women don't poop. That does not happen. Women do not poop. And nor, but hot uh, hot men also don't. That's true. Gosh. Yeah, but that's like like hot men have to learn how to not poop. <laughs> like like women women are born not knowing how to poop. Hot men, it's a skill that has to be taught to them because the you know the way the patriarchy works like it, like men are afforded the privilege of not having to and it's hard right. Yeah. Not pooping is hard. It's, it's not easy. It's so hard. And and it's and it's, I a, bet. it's a privilege. So that like it's a privilege so that is only afforded to men where they're allowed to poop. But like women, they don't no. get to. No. They don't get to. They have to learn how to um convert the waste into energy. <laughs> <laughs> they have to learn how to. Well, see, that's the problem is that women have to learn how to women, convert women compost. Yeah, they have to learn how to convert fe- convert fecal matter into fossil fuels. Yeah, and it's like not easy. This is a stupid bit. This we is the worst bit we've right ever here. done. <laughs> we have to stop this right. I just want to say this. I'm sorry. This is the worst bit we've ever done. This episode is a mess. Um, yeah. So I'm cutting this out. I'm not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I forgot to say, Anne Halfman g- goes on the old person bus, and I just wrote, "You know it's love" because he goes goes with her on the old person. Bus. Well, no, he doesn't go with her. He like stays there. 
he um, like, he's like, yeah. she's like, I'm coming back like late, late tomorrow night. And so he just sits in his car and sleeps there. You know there. it's love. And it's cold. Yeah. It's and like, you have to look at old people. You have to look at old people. That always people. is hard and difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so hard to look at old people. Oh, also there's a really horrendous scene where he tells, he tells her he loves her oh yeah. and it's like he's having he's dying he's it's having like he's a having heart cardiac attack. arrest uh-huh I, I um, bet are you very insane sim- i bet something very similar happened to taylor swift oh you think yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's well that's why he couldn't say i love you to her because oh he, if he did he, he would have died he would have died <laughs> he would have had to report to the hospital Taylor immediately would have died she would have um, had to drive that new Maserati to the hospital. There's some oh he and there's and when he's saying I've never said that to anybody, not even my parents. She says, I've said it to my "You're more effed up than I am," and I just said, "What about her makes her effed up you never besides know. being annoying and having, having Parkinson's?" <laughs> Oh God! Being Parkinson's makes you terrible, uh, annoying, effed up yeah. person. So, and then the scene, but the scene immediately after is the scene that that I told you not to talk about until now. Which one? It's the scene. Oh, they record it. They yeah, record yeah. It. So and they make a sex the tape, and then the scene. next, the next day, Josh Gad is pulling the pads to the sex tape of his of his brother, brother and his brother's of girlfriend. His brother. What a sick and twisted little what film. What in what the a world? Sick and twisted. That movie. was not funny to me. That no, just made it me wasn't feel funny. bad. It wasn't even a little funny. It was just like. Ugh. Um, I don't know what about her was toxic. What was toxic to her? To me about her? Oh, there's a scene where she. Uh, She's doing. I mean, I, again, if you have chronic illness, it's understandable why you would act this way. Yes. But she was having a, a big. Um, she ran out of meds, so her. Oh, that was says, uh, like towards the end, like the the beginning of the third act. That she runs out of her medicine and has like a flare up. This is still in the right time. I didn't miss any skip no, anything, yeah. did I? Well, we skipped the part where he becomes the world's best Viagra salesman. Oh yeah. Which is like oh, 90, oh then Vi- like, uh, Oh yeah, Viagra gets invented. He's really good at selling. He's it good because, at selling it basically he's because hot. he's hot. Um, yeah. makes sense, which makes sense. I mean, you can, I mean, yeah, it's kind of yes. surprising that he couldn't sell anything just because he was hot. But, uh, Justin, you got to register for classes. I'm, I'm looking, I'm paying it. I'm watching the clock. Yeah, it just <laughs> opened. So let me, uh, um, let me get and to it. She was being very toxic. Yes. He was like, how, hi, honey, how was your day? Cause he was very much trying, actively trying to support her. And she was like, I In had, that moment, I yes. almost slept with someone at the clinic today because you just, just could cause problems on purpose. Yeah. She was like, she just, she was having, uh, she was just, she didn't really have any reason to be upset at him in that moment. He hadn't done anything to her. He'd been nothing but supportive so far. And, um, it was just her being toxic. Yeah, she was like, she was like, oh, you don't even, you don't like me because I have illness. And she, she was like, I, he was like, Jake Gyllenhaal was like, I did not say that. I would I, never, I, I would literally never say that to you. And then, uh, and then she's like, oh yeah, well, I almost went home with somebody from the clinic. And he was like, okay, oh, I'm bye. leaving. Yeah, he's like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm bye. I'm gonna leave. I'm and not gonna do this she, with you. Uh, and then uh, she dropped a glass because her hand was shaking, you know, when you got Parkinson's. And then she got really upset that she broke a glass and started screaming and crying. And Jake J- J- Jalen Hall said, "Okay." Okay. And I said, "I truly did not anticipate Anne to be the toxic character in this movie. She's not entirely the toxic character, no, but she not is really. very toxic." Um. So then, uh, there is. Oh, I'm so sorry for the squeaky why chair. You, why would you do that so loud? So loud. My squeaky chair. It's so loud. 
You can't do that. ASMR, NBA, a chair from 1981 is in the studio and I'm sitting on it. Oh my God. We got this is uh, truly the oldest looking chair I've it ever is, seen. It is a horribly it old looking so chair. But, um, so, uh, throughout the movie, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is, is, and his boss, he's, he's like, He's like, hey, you got to go to Chicago. You're gonna, if you're good at your job, you go to Chicago. And then there's a convention in Chicago. Yep. And Jake doesn't want to go. But then Anne is like, I want you to go. And so, he, and then he goes with her. He goes with Anne. Yes. And so Anne, him and Anne are there. And, and while Anne, while Jake is there, Anne goes to a uh, Parkinson's convention because it just happens to be a Parkinson's convention at the same time. Which is crazy. Yeah. And they discover the joy of crazy. having Parkinson's. She discovers the joys of having Parkinson's. <laughs> Just how great it is to have Parkinson's and be old and have Parkinson's. Yeah. And she's and and like I, I find this scene otherwise to be like genuinely quite touching because like you yeah. know because Anne serves. She Anne serves. Is she's serving. She's sobbing. She's serving. While people are doing like stand people with very A severe stand up uh, routine. People with pretty severe Parkinson's are doing stand up about having number. Parkinson's. Doing a floor number. They're doing, doing gymnastics. Yeah, literally across the stage. Um, I mostly don't know how to feel about it. Uh, I, I think I was just like I don't think this would happen. Um, and then this is one of the funniest, it's not funny. It is not a moment of comedy, but it is truly one of the funniest moments in this movie to me. And it is when Jake Gyllenhaal is in the lobby of this oh Parkinson's convention. Yes. Uh-huh. And he's just like, a guy comes up to him and he's like, so what stage? And she's like, not she. Um, and Jake is like, oh, I don't have Parkinson's. And he's like, no, your wife. And he's like, oh, my girlfriend has stage one. And he's like, my wife's got stage three. If you ask me, I, I don't do it. I love my wife, but I would never let her, you know, not let her have Parkinson's. <laughs> I would never let my wife have Parkinson's if she had Parkinson's. Um, I, because you have to clean up after her when she can't take, can't, can't take care of herself. It's a nightmare. It's horrible. Which is something I do not believe anybody would say blatantly. <laughs> I, I, it's like, <laughs> I've met people with very, you know, serious, you know, physical illness mm-hmm. my grandfather had very very severe dementia and nobody was ever like god if it were I me i would leave my grandfather on the side of the road <laughs> nobody, i'd leave him there nobody ever i'd kick him out of the car and i'd drive past and i wouldn't look back <laughs> that was like and at least never. the character and at least the character's like that way was out of line but it's still like that is an uh-huh. exceedingly bizarre it thing to say so and i don't think that i don't think that anybody who's I don't think hey. that anybody who's living with that with a uh, an important like significant person to them yes, with that disease would, would just say that out like no, unprompted. No. Insane. No. It was so bizarre. It was so funny. Nobody in the writing room was like you think people are just this blatantly ableist and not, you know. Yes. I, mean, <laughs> I guess they're like, "Yes. This is how ableism manifests. This is it, ladies and gentlemen." It was very fascinating. And so I was interested if anybody with Parkinson's wrote the script. And seemingly not. I could not find any information about that. But I did find one. I highly doubt it. I highly I couldn't find anything about that. Uh, so probably not. But I did find one article where some guy was like, I have early onset Parkinson's. And I thought Anne Hathaway was an accurate representation. I th- yeah. Like, I, think, I was like, I, I, think, I Again, that. I think that Anne specifically does a good job. Yeah. Yes. Because, uh, you know, she, she conveys very good emotions. She probably did a lot of research. Uh-huh. And then um, that one ableist comment that one rando made. Sends the movie. Sp- sends Jake spiraling. Oh, God. He's like, I have to cure Parkinson's myself. 
It is so funny. And uh, she she's so touched by, uh, you know, Jake coming with yes. her to that. And, and Anne's like, I love you. Finally says yes. she loves him. Yes. And he's like, oof. Oof, let's, but, cure, let's cure Parkinson's. I'm going to cause issues on purpose. Yeah. So he so he spends the last act of the movie trying to cure Parkinson's. And she's like, I don't like that. I don't like that you're trying to fix me. And then they yeah. break up. She's like, because it, yeah, because it's, yeah. she's like, she's like, you're trying Which to make valid. me. Yeah, you're trying to fix me. Why are you trying to fix me? Yeah, I don't also, want to be it's fixed. Like, it's also like, if if there was a if there was a current cure, you don't think I'd be I've I would have found it myself. I would have swallowed it. I would have had it by now. I ate it. She, you know, because she's 26. Yes. She's has she's took a. She, she wants that cure, but yeah, she knows it's she, not. It out also there for is her. established earlier that she's had a hard time finding. Uh, She's worked, worked her, took it's us off. It's hard for her. Trying to get a diagnosis in the first it place. It is almost so as if it's very hard to live with Parkinson's. Yeah, who would have Especially when you are sub 30. So then they break up, which is completely valid. Yes. Um, and then Jake is sad. They are both sad. And then Jake goes to a party. And I need, this is not valid. To the, this is not necessary to the plot at all. Not even a little bit. I just want to say he goes to a party and he meets the girl who he keeps calling Lisa. And she offers to have a threesome with him. And you know what she says? She's bi-curious. No. She yeah. says something a little bit different. She, she says, here's, because he, he, she walks him into a room where there's a bathtub. Yep. And the bathtub is a naked woman. We got five minutes. Says, this is five minutes? A little bit. It's got ten minutes. I don't, trust, ten minutes. I don't trust this timer. Oh, I don't, I never look at that timer. I look the well, one the Well, the timer tells you what, how long it's recording. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. I usually look at the I look at the I look yeah. at the clock. So this is not so important. Thai curious. Yeah, this is my friend Melanie. She's Thai, and I'm Thai curious. And then she kisses Melanie. And then she force feeds him Viagra. Yeah, forces him Viagra Which is and so does awful. not ask consent. It is very gross. Yes. I really wanted to vomit. And then of course he had a uh, reaction to the Viagra, and his his penis would not go down. That had nothing to do with the plot. No, it didn't. Um, and then he uh. Hunts down Anne Hathaway. She's on the old person bus again. He chases after her. He he says he's sorry. He also, after after, however, I will say after he encounters her after learning that he's going to get to Chicago, which the the big league job. Oh job, yeah. And she he sees her at dinner with a guy who looks exactly like the guy from Suits, but isn't the guy from Suits. Oh, I just thought that was. I funny. didn't notice that. I thought that was. Funny. I thought he had different hair. Anyway, um. So yeah, one. Uh, here's another random fact about this movie: is there is really random like vocal R and B moments. Yeah, there are. Whenever there's anything sad, it's just like a woman going. Whoa, whoa, oh! Just like in ooh. Hannah Montana. It's like very Hannah Montana. Yeah. Um, and it was fine, and they get together, and it's okay. Yep. And he doesn't say I'm sorry for being ableist, but it's kind of implied. It's kind and of. And she implied. says it's okay. it's okay, and then they're together. And I, yeah. Um, I did. I I had mixed feelings about this movie, but I probably will not think about it again. I think the movie is effective, like as a as like a silly dumb rom com, and yes. like very little else. I th- I think it should take away any commentary mm. about Parkinson's. Did you know because what they, it was not good? I forgot that I wanted to talk about this, but I, I did forget to say it. It's okay. based on a book. I don't know. It's based on a, like a guy's oh, autobiography. Yeah, it's based on a guy's autobiography about being a Viagra salesman, <laughs> being a successful what? Viagra salesman. I couldn't. I I almost bought the audiobook for I it. I also didn't, I didn't know it. Viagra salesmen were real. Well, I mean, I think it was like he was a Pfizer rep, like in the movie, and then became oh, a Vi- uh, like specifically a Viagra guy because he's like, I can sell Viagra because I'm hot. Um, okay. I would love to see if the actual guy. Actually, let me look it up. I want to see if the guy in actuality is hot. For, uh, we have to save room for Adam Driver. Cool. Um, so let me ask this: the three stupid questions. So I don't think I don't know if you have enough time for uh, the Adam Driver Club. I think we got five minutes left. We'll see. Because I also I want to announce the movie before the next movie before we do it. Three oh, stupid questions. Stupid. Number one: uh, uh, Jamie, J- Jamie Randall, Jamie yes. Randall, smash or pass? Smash. 
Absolutely, easily. Come on. Yes. Uh, I will say, I don't know if I could trust I a man. I can fix him. I don't, you, and you can I fix him. Fix That's him. question number two. I don't know if I could trust a man with eyes that blue. I know no, they're, I, know I, they're, I never they're, said I could trust him. They're so color. The movie is so weirdly color graded. So yes. that like to specifically bring out Jake Gyllenhaal's four blue eyes. Um, <laughs> and my last four question, blue. my last question, of course. Yes, new question. Can this, uh, in, inspired by the All Too Well short film. And the, oh, we got a new video. What's his name? Uh, I bet you think one. about me with uh, Miles Teller, but Miles he doesn't Teller. matter to me. Who, who oh. does matter? Um, Dylan O'Brien, could he play this no. role? Really? No. Really? No. He is you not that type so? of... No, he does, he's not that oh, type of... Oh, he is of, not no. hot. He is not hot. Who are you the talking about? The original guy who wrote the book. He's not oh, hot. Oh, okay. Certainly right. not. Sorry. Anyway, Sorry to this man. So, ne- so no? No. I don't believe... He I don't agree. absolutely not play this part. I think that Dylan O'Brien could he has play a, this part. He has like a, he's, he's like... He could play only like teen boy hot, heartthrobs he's, to But me. he's like quirky enough. He's too much of an indie boy. I just don't think it would work. Are you thinking Jake, of the wrong guy again? No, I am thinking of Dylan O'Brien. He okay. could not do this. It's like it's like trying to... It's like the how Jamie Dorn played Mr. Fifty Shades. I found that to be unsuccessful. Sure. Because he, he, he is looking. not that type of guy. He's too sensitive looking. He is. He's yeah. Same with Dylan, Dylan O'Brien is an indie, a little indie boy. Yes. So is Jake, but Jake at least he doesn't look that much like a little indie boy. You can dress him in a little suit and quaff his hair back, and right. you'll never know okay. that, that he's got his indie records much I cooler think, than mine. I think you do it because he's just quirky enough, but I don't think he's, he's that kind of conventionally attractive. Mm-hmm. Next week we're doing Nightcrawler. Oh yeah, I forgot we're doing about that. the big the big boy where Jake Gyllenhaal is incredibly skinny. We're doing Nightcrawler. Okay. He crawls at night. With yeah. a camera. That was the Adam Driver singer. That's, that's the entire singer. <laughs> that was the entire singer. <laughs> it's just do, 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 do. My, my fun fact is that I wanted it to be a little bit longer, and I couldn't get uh, the part of the of uh, the song that was vocalizing out of it because it sounded like sexual moaning noises, so I decided not to do that. I might change you it You should have left it in. I won't. That's how I feel. What did you want to do? Um, I'm Okay, so briefly, I am going to try and talk about all the... I have only seen three Adam Driver movies. Fun fact, I don't watch a lot of movies unless I'm forced to. <laughs> I don't consume media. Um, I usually just stare into the uh, into the pit and listen to whale sounds. Uh-huh. That's usually what I do. I, think you... I have seen three Adam Driver's movies. I have seen Star Wars 1, Star Wars 2, and then I have seen Annette. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to try and quickly list the hottest Adam Driver's characters, even though uh, from only from only the gifts that I have seen on fan tumblers. Okay. Number one. No, number... Uh, f- number... This is not a numbered list. I'm, so I'm gonna excited. number it though. Number one, Kylo Ren. He is he is insty. Is the hottest? I think I don't know. I okay. think so. All right. He's up there. I think he's he is um he's got uh, he can choke you with his with mind power. Uh huh. He has a lightsaber. He can put that places. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's actually real, and people put that in fan fiction all the time. It's very weird. <laughs> number two, Patterson. Opposite, soft, delicate. He writes poetry. Okay. I've never seen this movie. Neither have I. Number three, um, the, the I'm gonna say um, um, Adam Sackler. I think it's funny when he pees on Lena Dunham. Number four, what? <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Who's number four? Number four. Um, I'm gonna say it's um, I don't know the name of the character, but it's when Adam Driver's in the desert and he has glasses. He looks cute. I like how it looks. Okay. And number five, um, it's Annette, but only if you never learned anything about the character. Bo Burnham character from Annette, only if you if you learned nothing about him. That's my list. Wow. That's my is, list. And this is with the <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal fan club, which was also the Adam Driver fan club. <laughs> I can't wait to keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> next week, next week I'm going to do a five-minute summary of Patterson. I'm going to watch it. Oh, hot. Okay, that's hot. We'll do a five-minute summary of Patterson, but um, not after. only after we've talked about, hopefully, a lot to say about Nightcrawler. 
Yeah. I'm hope I'm thinking we'll have a lot to say about Nightcrawler. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Also not talking about red, so And not talking about red. We got no. ugh. Not yet. Soon though. Critique is so limiting and emotionally draining. 